Hello, everyone, and welcome to Leave Nothing to Chance, the podcast about starting and growing your small business, presented by ComBank. I'm comedian Yanni Gislo, and in each episode, we speak with business owners about their journey of starting, growing, and managing their business. In this episode, it's all about starting a business and hopefully may inspire you to get started today. Um, we're speaking today with Daniela Riccio of uh, Boutique PR, which is a unique agency that is providing new opportunities to regional businesses in Australia. And also joining us is Daniela's business partner, Kylie Gemmel, uh, who is also the owner of Valley Laguna, which is a village-style resort based in the beautiful Hunter Valley. So thank you very much for joining us, Kylie and Daniela. Thank you. So you guys run a a PR agency. Uh, What exactly does a PR agency do? What does your PR agency do? That's a good question because my understanding of PR companies is that really it's everything that you do and say about your business is PR. And that's a pretty broad... That is very broad. (laughs) Very broad spectrum. But what we do um, primarily is social media. Right. And actually cutting through, understanding what your story is, um, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, talking to businesses about you, they might want to do all of it, but they don't have the time or they don't really understand it or quite often a lot of it's not relevant to their business, that they've mm. actually, they're on it because they think they need to be on it, but it's actually yeah. not cutting through to their customer. Not and every so, business needs, say, a Twitter feed or something like that's that. Right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So we just talk to them about that and what it is that they want to achieve from their social media yep. um, and then we can give them um, some tips on that. The other part of it um, for a lot of businesses is connecting with um you know, whether it be bloggers or yeah. good old print media, you know, knowing yeah. who how to get um, an article into, you know, some editorial in yep. a paper or a magazine. So we really just talk to them about what it is that they want to, want to achieve and then we pull together a plan for That's them. That's right. Yeah. Tailored to them. Yeah. The business started um, about six months ago and Daniela and I are both members of the local Chamber of Commerce and we did some community work for some events that were happening and um, we did really well. The Mm. the events um, went absolutely gangbusters and then different people in the community came to us and said, oh, can you help us with uh, social media? Okay, so you got the idea when people came up to you and said, oh, you did such a good job uh, doing the PR. Now, what was the thing that you did the PR on? So the first thing that we did was a campaign for um, the local market days. So the Valley has four market days a year that um, bring in a lot of revenue um, for Ooh. the Bushfire Brigade and Pony Club and Tennis Club and different things like pony that. Pony Club. <laughs> yeah, different kind of Pony Club. So what were you guys doing for the market day? So they'd, be, they'd become a bit lacklustre and so Daniela and I were asked if we could help do the um, social media. Right. And so we did the social media and we did a whole campaign about the history of the markets and... Um, all the different vendors that would be there and who'd been coming for years and th- and um, we engaged with people and this thing just went gangbusters. So the day before we went down, I thought we'll go down and do um, some photos of the setup of it because it's all yeah. local people, community yep. doing yeah. it. And there was a line down the road of cars waiting to get in, all the stall holders. Is this the day before? The day before. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, that's right, yeah, because they, they have to camp. They have to camp the night camp. before because the market day starts at like 7 in the morning, so right, they stay yeah. overnight. Yeah. And um, and then that day it just went off. It was crazy. It was the biggest, I think they revenue was three times what they normally do because they have they a bucket. They must have loved you. Yeah. Well, the, I think for us um, our plan was to connect and uh, to 
to tell people it was about community and yeah. it's organised by volunteers and that organising takes months and mm. months and people have to get up at 5.30 and, and fix yeah. up the vendors and um, direct traffic and stuff like that. So it was all about community and volunteers and I think we just touched everybody's heart. Mm. Tell, um, tell the story of the event. Yeah, exactly. yeah and, right. Because when you walk into the markets, a fire brigade, and most of that money was going to them, there was a bucket and you'd shake that bucket and everyone would put gold coins in and um, they had the buckets weighed a ton and we couldn't get them into the bank and um, mm. there was it, it they, was really doubled, they doubled their donations just on the buckets. It's, it's, it's very interesting that thing about about us knowing about a story because you know sometimes like when you're traveling and you're like in a, in a place and you you walk past the building and then uh, maybe the next day you go on a tour and they walk you past the same building mm. but they tell you this is what happened in this building this is why it's important yeah. and once you know the story behind it it becomes more than just a building I think that's that sort of thing it really engages people into an event to be able to tell them the story behind the event yeah, and maybe right. all the people who are involved. And it reinvigorates not just people who are coming to check it out but people who live there as well. They yeah. suddenly go, oh, that's right, the market yeah. goes on again. And, yeah. and that's what it's about. It's just about shakes people community. out of their yeah. Uh, torpor. Yeah, so yeah, and then was, we caused a traffic jam and, and all of that. So that was that was. I bet bit, you were proud of that. Though, we're very proud. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, we stopped traffic. So, <laughs> Just not how we wanted. <laughs> and we have more markets coming up, so we'll see, we'll see what um, we can do. But I think for boutique PR. Um, for me, I don't, um, well, I don't know for Carly, but definitely for me, I want to keep that human element. Mm. So there's a lot of PR companies that everything's slick and it's an Instagram, uh, you know, storybook. Yeah. But for us, it, this is about, we live in a valley, it's, you know, rural, it's real life people, it's volunteers, mm. it's community. So, um, so it's, well, ta- we wanna, it's tailored so, to the community in which yeah, it, it exists. Yeah, so we, we still do PR, but it's not going to be that high end city type stuff it's going to be a real um human element um so things like that there are a lot of people out there as well like us who are city people who have made the tree change yeah um and still want the help to you know a integrate into the community and also run their businesses and it sounds fantastic i'll move to the country and start a business but that has all of its own challenges um in itself so you know like we would start up a a media um, business when we live in an area that doesn't have any mobile reception. Like that was completely. We missed that, didn't we? Um, and this week, so I uh, this week I maxed out my data because there is no such thing as unlimited data. No. So I've maxed out my data. So here I am, meant to be online and and doing posts and. I can't. I to send out and, the carrier pigeon. You know. oh, so I'm, you know, I'm driving to the only pub that we have to use their internet. How far's internet. the pub from your place? Oh, it's only 4K. Is so that all? <laughs> <laughs> if not, I'm running over to Kylie's house. But um, it's really hard, like, doing digital engagement and there's no mobile yeah. um, and you've maxed out your data. I have climbed the roof of my shed <laughs> and then I, put, I, I did it to in my gum. That's up. it. I've done that. I've climbed Snake Pit Mountain, Um, especially in summer. You don't particularly want to go up there, you know, and I'm standing there with my phone waving it, waiting for the wind, you know. So we have our challenges on the digital side. But I think that's probably um, an advantage for us, really, that we actually do understand what it's like to have been in the city, moved to the country, to this fabulous dream, and then 
you know, have all these challenges. And I'm so. sure when potential clients look up to Snake Pit Mountain and see you standing there with your phone aloft, they'll be like, that Daniela, she really cares about she her clients. She goes above and <laughs> beyond. She goes the extra mile. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. So it's an interesting uh, talking about a business plan. So say with boutique, have you got a, a plan for your business? Uh, and 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 was that something that you the minute you decided to run a business that you set up and you had a business plan? Or uh, is it something that you're just kind of like taking as it comes? Um, well, I have a business plan. I'm not sure about Daniela. <laughs> Kylie's very much more organised than me, so um, which which is great, and I love it. Um, so Kylie's got the plan, and we have discussed what we want to do, and you know, focus on agri tourism and focus on um, country lifestyle living and things like that. But uh, things change, so you, we we still want to be quite flexible and just see how it goes. So the reality is that if you allocate a dollar value to your time, as much as you love doing something, if you're not getting the return on it and it's taking you away from your other business, it's actually costing you money. So mm. I love working with the other people in the community and I love helping people, but at, at a certain point I looked at it and thought, okay, we need to be serious about this because it is taking us away from our other businesses. Well, that's true. And that would be just as true even if you're running one business. Your time yeah. is valuable. Yeah, absolutely. And you have to put a value on that time. Now, it's interesting what you said, Daniela. You said that Kylie's much more organised than you. Now, um, I'd, I'd like you to talk about um, uh, the... Uh, working with someone who has a different skill set to you and 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 what different what, what each of you brings to the business. Yeah. Um, well, Carly's very much into um, planning um, and I very much into, what did you just call me? Like the just do it girl. Um, <laughs> you're, the, so, you're the motivator. I, so I'm just, uh, I mean, it's social media, so you need to be quite quick and quite spontaneous. Um, and sometimes I don't really think about things, but I, I do it from the heart or I do it because I love it. So you're the accelerator and she's the brakes. Is that right? I'm well, the strategy. Needs both. She's a strategy. Yeah. That's true. Don't, you don't, I don't want to frame it in a negative I'm way. I'm the steering. Ah, oh, there you go. She's ste- okay, she's steering me. She's controlling she's me. She's the accelerator. Great. I'm the steering wheel. <laughs> and there are no brakes. There are no brakes. No. No, no, no. no. Um, and what's it like running? I mean, you two are you, you two are friends. Um, it's quite interesting. How far back do you go before you're running this business? And um, uh, what's it like running a business with someone who is a, who is a friend? Are there are there pros and cons to that? We'll tell you in twelve months' time. Oh. No, it's um, we've been friends for a few years, um, and I, I think it's fantastic because I have worked in a corporate environment for 17 years and then I ran my own business and I I found it quite lonely Mm -hmm. and I did miss the opportunity to bounce ideas off people and um, so when we get together, we're doing something very positive, something that we really love doing and we just have a good laugh, literally sitting around the the kitchen table um, working out strategies and having a good laugh. So so far, so good. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. But I mean, I just know, I know a lot of people do end up uh, running businesses with friends and sometimes that kind of comes between the friendship. So I just wondered whether or not you had any tips to kind of keep things. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We did um, We did discuss this in the beginning and we did draft up a um, a partnership agreement. Oh, that's, that's interesting. True. So, um, and it's just a, you know, a one-page document and says, um, what we should be doing and um, we'll review everything in six or 12 months' time, um, our value and, and just stuff like that. So when things do change um, and things will change and uh, times will change, that um, we need the flexibility to, to also change as 
That's actually true. I'd forgotten about yeah. that. We did. We drafted up um, an agreement that just dealt with um, how much we'd get paid or not paid, how we'd pay expenses, how the banking would be done, you know, all of that sort of thing so that um, if things did go bad, we, could, we always had something to fall back on. There was no... Um, there was no surprises. And then you don't feel that the other person might be getting more out of the business than you are or whatever. So it was just really even from the beginning. I think that, that, that that's a very interesting thing. And I think, uh, you know, that, that's the sort of thing that will stop things from going bad because both of you have certainty and you've thought about things in advance and defined mm. how you want things to go. And it's interesting you were saying that you drafted up what your values were. Do you, do you mind telling us a bit, a bit about that? fun and we take ourselves too seriously or um, we take the business very seriously but we don't take our role in the business too yeah, seriously. That is an interesting distinction, yeah. isn't it, to, to sort of separate yourself from the business. Um, okay, well, let, let's let, let's bring it back to, to, to the people, mm. the people that you are that you are helping your customers. Um, so, uh, and, and feel free to answer this question with relation to any of your businesses. Finding your first customers with a new business, uh, how do and how did you go about that? Very lucky. Um, referral. Um, yeah. We've had a few referrals. So we haven't at the moment, we haven't had to chase anybody. And it's actually quite nice when you start a business um, and you have new partners that you start small because you're going to make mistakes along the way. Those mistakes will be small. So you don't want to start too big and then those mistakes are huge. Yeah. Um, so we've been very lucky referrals and we've still got referrals because it's it's all digital. Um, people are actually watching us and, you know, they're on the Facebook and the LinkedIn and the website and people know us. We're actually quite active in the community. So referral. So do um, you think that's um, that's quite specific to being in a regional area? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. In and this case it is. What, what about, say, with something like Valle Laguna, when that opened up, how did you go about finding customers? Okay. That's a different kettle of fish altogether because the accommodation uh, market is incredibly saturated. So I had a blog to start with before I right. um, opened the business while we were building and it was really a way of keeping friends and family up to date of you know, with what we were doing. And how long and before it opened did you to start writing the blog? Oh, I wrote the blog for about five years before right. we opened. So I, and that was probably before blogging became a thing. And I recognised then community and, you know, people would touch base with me and ask questions. And so I saw the, the value of the community there. So when we launched, um, I went straight to social media and other platforms like, um, well, it was Stays, it's now Home Away. Right. Um, and different platforms like that. So I went, rather than local, I went more um, global, broader, I guess, yeah. broader, much yeah. broader. Uh, can I ask, and again, for any of your businesses, uh, what challenges uh, have you faced or did you face and, and how did you overcome them? Mm. Well, this is something I think we talked about earlier. Um, you don't know what you don't know. There is just so much that um, you learn on the fly. Yes, obviously. I mean, you've got to, you've got to steer the ship all the time. Absolutely. So um, I think that is one of the challenges, that you just constantly feel like you're just keeping your head above water with everything that you need to do and everything that you need to know. So from that point of view, that's that was a challenge. It's an amazing learning curve. Yeah, and it's interesting what you're saying about, like, that. there are certain things that you don't know that you don't know until they happen. Um, uh, do you have any particular examples of that or from... Well, you know, for me, getting the first customers coming in, I was so focused on um, 
they would come and stay and that, you know, the Valo Laguna. at Valo Laguna yep. and, and their, um, their first impression and what sort of review they would leave and all of those things. And uh, about six o'clock on Saturday night, I was at the farm by myself and the guests were there and everyone was having a great time. And then the power went out. Oh, with your first guests? Yes, uh, very course. first guest. Of course, it was and the I first guest. And I was there my, by myself, and and I I had that moment where I just I just wanted to cry, but I couldn't because I thought, <laughs> no, I can't do that. I just need it's to not, work this out. It's so, not your job to cry. It's no. your, job, your job to be in charge. And I saw the guest wandering over, and you know, just coming towards the house with this look on their face as if to say, um, the power's gone out. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, what do I do? You've got to spin that positive. You've got to be like, it's all part of the authentic country experience. That's right. And, and then and from then on when anyone else comes, about about 11.30, switch off the power and they'll be like, oh, and you'll be like, it's all part of the Valley Laguna so you experience. you should have been there. Yeah. <laughs> That's not quite how I handled it. But, no, they <laughs> They did have candles, but I did have candles and, look, I, and I was just honest with them and I said, look, the power's gone out. Obviously there's some power lines down. It'll come back on. Here are some candles. Is everything okay over there? You're right. not freaking out. And they said, no, no, we're fine. We're, we're good. We just wanted to make sure that wasn't something that we'd done. Um, oh. And, um, yeah, they were they were really good about it. But just that, I had no idea what I was Heart going to do. mouth Because stuff. I didn't know if it was actually something wrong with the electrics in you know in the power board or something or if it was a whole outage in the whole area yeah um and i was completely blindsided by it and i don't know why but i just well, was it was your first customers you first know you're gonna guess. the only thing on TripAdvisor is gonna be like the power went out That's and you're like it. oh my god <laughs> so i gave them a, a bottle of wine and some candles and and they gave us a great review so i, I, bonus. Be, I bet it I, because because you know that's a story that they're going to tell their friends you know yeah. and i mean it's not like anything they weren't went in danger it was just no. dark that's all yeah exactly they'll be like oh yeah we're out in the country the country's funny sometimes the power goes out that's it. That's living in the country. The yeah. full experience. That's what you get with us. Okay. So I'm curious about uh, the early days of, of of your businesses. So the first few months, which I think is a uh, it's a very challenging and uh, and a very risky time for any business. So what were the first few months of say boutique like? And um, did you have any early doubts? And how did you overcome those? Okay. Well, I think um, the first few months for us was a slow, slow burn because we both have our own businesses. Right. Um, but it was a good time for us to think about what we were going to do. And that's every everything from what are we going to call the business? Oh, yes. What, yes. Naming the baby. Yeah. Naming the baby. And we went through um, a couple of meetings um, and talked about names and wrote them down and thought about it. Did and, you have a lot of uh, any, any friction or did you like pitch different ones? Or how did you come into boutique? Um, well, there was one name I loved. Liked, Kylie didn't like, and then there was a, a name you liked, but it was gone. And then um, we just threw words around, and then we we were like, "Oh, I like boutique." It's got a Q mm, in it. It gives it a little does. bit of mystique with a Q. Yeah. yeah. So it's so all... that was um that was actually quite fun because we would throw the names around, and then we would finally decide on a name, and we'd go into a search on that name. Okay, it's taken. Oh, oh no! Bugger. Back to the drawing board. <laughs> and then when you go back and you either try and register the name, or then look at other businesses that are similar to that name, yep. and some of the dodgy thing, the sites that come up. Like, no, 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 no. We need to avoid that <laughs> oh, word. The Pandora's oh, box that is the that's, internet. That's the one. Um, um, and then also for me, I think funny things like when we went to set up the email address, if you have a right. fantastic name that's really long, you either type it out as your email address or you abbreviate it and that can be funny as well when you 
abbreviate certain names to get initials and you think, no, 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 can't do that either. I think that it's time consuming and you don't realise. You think it would be very simple to do. You have to go and open a bank account and things like that. That's right, yeah. Yeah. So we have to do things like ASICs and get a tax file number and an ABN number and do that all online. I'm I'm interested to ask is obviously you guys work together, so you lean on each other, Um, but do you have someone else, maybe a mentor or anything like that, who uh, you ask for advice uh, in, in either of your businesses, uh, anyone like that that you kind of like look to, especially maybe when the business was new? Yeah, there are people in the industry that we follow. We read their books. Um, we, we look at what they're doing online. Um, we may not necessarily know them. Um, well, but, that's a great thing about the we, internet, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So we know them online. That's good enough. Um, so, but yeah, there, there's a lot of reading. There's a lot of bloggers out there. There's a lot of influencers. And um, it's just a matter of being online and staying current. Um, I mean, we've got each other, mm. which I think is good enough for now. And we've, I think so. No, I think we've actually both got quite a broad, um, broad experience in both lots of different industries. And so we do lean on each other. But I know for Valet Laguna, when we first started out, there was one person um, who we met through the Chamber of Commerce and he had uh, an accommodation business, but it was quite different to ours. It was a big homestead sort of situation. It wasn't um, directed at couples and things like that. So, right. um, and he basically took us under his wing, and he was so forthcoming with information That's and really nice. just everything from where to buy, you know, where to buy linen, how to get it cleaned, who the best cleaners were. You know, all of those things, and yeah. he was, and I really looked at him and thought, "Wow, that's someone who is confident in their business, yes, and they're happy to share." I think definitely, and, yeah. And I don't see sharing as a, as like a weakness or a threat or something like that. No, and he identified very early. He said to me. If you do well, then the whole valley does well. I, this and, I, we've had a lot of, uh, 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 more people say that than not. You know that together everyone achieves more, and you know a rising tide carries absolutely. all boats. Another cliched it is <laughs> sayings it is. as well. So for boutique PR, I definitely um, have that in the back of my mind all the time. That I really want our customers to succeed, and. Mm. Any piece of information that I can share with them or help them um, get to their goal, it's a win for me. It's a win for everyone. Obviously, Boutique's not an old business. It's uh, no. How old did you say it was? About a year? About 18? a year old. Yeah, yeah, about a year old. So um, projecting out, do you have long-term plans for it? Do you have set goals uh, of just, or do you have general, just a general vision for where you want it to be, say, in five years' time, to use a cliched term? But, um, <laughs> um, yeah, but why don't you t- tell us about that? Well, I'll, I'll talk on behalf of that. I have a vision. I haven't discussed it with Danielle oh, yet. okay. <laughs> so now would be a really good time. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, I think for, at the moment it's just the two of us. Right. Um, but I can see that it, the business will grow and I'm looking forward to bringing other people on board and I'd really like to bring some younger people on board, um, you know, do as, as interns. I think that would be kind of exciting. Um and you just that's where I see it going as well. So, you know, there are certain parts of it. You can't be all things to all people and there's only the two of us and already within 12 months our time is yeah. quite tight on how much we can allocate to um, the business. Right. Um, so I can already see a need for uh, extra people, but we'll see how that goes. 
And that was that something that you considered at the beginning, right at the beginning, or is no, it just something that's sort of come no, along? Yeah, it's just come along. Um, and even when we started, and you know, we discussed it with our husbands. Um, they weren't sure, but you know, six months down the track, they they can see it. So yeah. it's really good to have their support, yes. um, and they can see it growing. So, and it's really good uh, getting their feedback also. I'd be interested to know whether or not you think um, starting your own business is for everyone. I don't think it's for everyone. Okay. I love it, but um, I certainly don't think it's for everyone. Well, the thing that it has taught me is that you have to do a lot of self-analysis right. and really recognise your strengths and weaknesses and at times you have to put your ego aside <laughs> and say, you know what, I really can't do this, um, I, this is not my strength, I need to find a, someone who can do it or I need to step back and let in my case, let Daniela do it or let someone else do it. So you have to be brutally honest with yourself. Yes. And that can be quite difficult at times. And that may not even necessarily mean that it's not for everyone. It may mean that, like, you know, you do it with someone else who compliments mm-hmm. your skills. That's right. Yeah. I mean, what, what about what about you, Daniela? Um, I don't think running a business is for everybody. It's um, You have to be quite motivated. You have to have a lot of energy. Yeah. Um, I'm, I was lucky that I had a business overseas and I started it quite young. Um, and the, you have to put yourself, um, out of your comfort zone and that's really hard. And I had, I had to do things that I wasn't comfortable with, but after a while you do it so many times, it becomes second nature. Um, but you really yeah. have to be, um, motivated. You have to be a bit fearless. Right. Um, but I think motivation and when you work by yourself, um, but, you know, in saying that, I think one thing that I would say to anyone who's listening that is about to start a business is that just go with your gut instinct and be brave. Do the due diligence and, and have a look at it. You know, don't go careering off into huge debt. But if you've got an idea, don't listen to the naysayers. Go and seek the people um, who are positive and who can have answers, who have done it before, um, and and align yourself with them. This you are not the first person that I've spoken to for this podcast who said that exact thing. Mm. So um, I think that's definitely true because we hear it so from so many different people. And it's like you were saying you were saying don't risk everything. It's like you were saying, Daniela, you know, start small. You know, that way if um, you know if if you, if you trip over, you're not losing everything. Mm. Um, so that's so maybe that's why we hooked up that we sort of started because we're both very positive people. I don't think that just occurred to me then that. Um, we bounce off each other really well. Yeah. So, you know, the, what is the cliche? Find your tribe. Or, you know, there's lots of reasons not to start a business, but you have to go and find the reasons that you want to do it. If, you, um, if you're not sure um, on the business, go and uh, volunteer or um, go and work for a business and see how they do it and get the hands-on experience. Um, and then you'll work out, okay, I like this industry. No, I don't. Yeah. Um, but start small. And just take it from there. Yep. Um, and I know we've already we've already kind of touched on this in that last question, but just in general, uh, what tips would you give to people starting a business for the first time? Make sure you have fun, because you'll be doing fun or funds. Fun. <laughs> Both. Yes. <laughs> Both are handy. Yes. Um, but make sure that you have fun, because you'll be doing a lot of it, and um, and yeah, I think that's for me. I mean, I've 
worked in businesses or worked in uh, jobs or have not enjoyed it. And you don't give it 110% because it just doesn't feel right. So that's what I would say. You definitely find what it is that you love doing and then just go for that. Yeah. It's funny. I was reading a book about writing um, narrative comedy because I want to write a sitcom and they basically, uh, the writer said that, um, you know, when you're thinking about your characters and the world that you want to put them in, make sure you really like these characters and like the world that you're going to put it in because if it gets commissioned, you might be writing these people for three years. That is true. And you're going to be doing it every single day. So make sure that it's something that yeah, you like. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, I mean, yeah, the core of my business, I mean, yes, we live on a farm and, and I have the horses and whatnot, but I actually love meeting our guests, you know, and the stories. And, and turning the lights out on turning- them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, but I do. I really enjoy meeting them and they come from lots of different uh, walks of life and how they ended up there is also really interesting because yeah. I, I then ask them, why did you choose our place opposed yes. whatever, someone else's? So having those little chats with people, um, I like that too, so. Thank you very much for joining us, Daniela and Kylie. Uh, I found a lot of that very fascinating. Uh, The things I took away from that were, um, you know, when you're starting a new business, seek out help. There are influencers in your industry and um, and people in your industry who will compliment you and your business. Surround yourself with positive people uh, and um, always follow your gut, but at the same time, have a plan. Uh, And finally, uh, the importance of being honest and authentic and following your passion. And even though starting a new business is, of course, a very daunting thing, but don't forget to have fun. Thank you very much, Daniela and Kylie. And thanks to all our listeners for tuning in. And if you'd like to find out more, search for ComBank Small Business for more resources. Uh, I'm comedian Yanni Gislo, and this is the Leave Nothing to Chance podcast. Thanks.